Hello and welcome to the Sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect. I'm Rina Deepdianibal, aka Mommy Imperfect, and this is a podcast where each and every week I explore womanhood and I speak to fabulous females who are all rewriting the rules and thriving and who are inspiring other women to do the same. So I'm joined by one of those Wonder Women right now. She's been on this podcast before, so you might know her as Push with Ursh, a personal trainer specializing in helping women feel and look their best. And now she's also a Dharma and life coach coach and is also known as Unlimited Urvashi. So welcome back to the Sisterhood of Mommy and Perfect. Thank you for having me. I love that title, Wonder Woman. Well, you are. <laughs> you are. So, okay, as I said, you are known to me as Push With Ush. Yeah. And is that something that you still do, help women to, you know, with training and stuff? Yeah, so I guess that's where it all started. Um, I started my career in the health and wellness space as a personal trainer um, and nutrition coach and what I found was that women wanted more so in my weekly one-to-one coaching sessions I would get women literally outpour their lives to me and need a bit of direction and things that weren't necessarily related to um, fitness and life uh, Mm -hmm. sorry fitness and um, nutrition and I realized at that point that I was actually more than just a personal trainer and I guess I'm still doing the health and wellness part, but it's kind of part and package of what I'm doing now. Okay, so how would you describe what you do now? So in simple terms, it would be a life coach. Mm-hmm. In other terms, it would be a spiritual life coach and a dharma coach. So um, I don't know, you know what the word dharma means? Uh, I, yeah, kind of. But if you could just yeah. explain. So there are 16 different kind of... Um, translations for the word dharma but the one like the one that i know from my childhood is duty um so your duty on this planet and um, the one that um I, I guess relates to what we're doing is your sole purpose on this planet so what you came here for what you um i guess you chose to do in this lifetime you know what? i'm so glad that we're talking about this because it's something that i've been thinking about recently um just you know, the things that I'm doing and what I'm good at and that kind of thing. Because, you know, that that whole thing of like what leads you to this point and things that you're good at and stuff. Did it take you a while to realise that this is what you wanted to do? I think all my life I knew that I was good at holding space. I knew that um, people used to tell me, oh, you'd be a great coach. You'd be a great life coach. I ignored it. I went into e-commerce. I went into you know, personal training, whatever else it is. Um, obviously had a Prosecco truck for a year as well. I, I love that. We spoke about that at the, the, the last podcast of the year. Um, but yeah, that was... Yeah. And, and just, so, just so people know why I do all these things, I'm a manifesting generator, um, my human design. And manifesting generator is designed to do lots of different things at one mm-hmm. time. So even if you've got your fingers in one project, there's always another project in your mind's eye ready to kind of get going and um so yeah so I guess I forgot your question (laughs) so okay I'm just wanted to know basically about your journey to this point yeah okay so yeah so basically you know all my life I thought I'd you know everyone been telling me that I'd be a really good life coach um ignored it and then as I was going through my own healing journey, so I've had to heal a lot. And um, so things that have happened to me at university, um, the way, uh, you know, I was brought up in certain ways as well. I was always the big fat girl. I was like, you know, and I've said this before, I'm not ashamed of saying it. And my mum's very well aware. Um, 
choose to make me run around the garden um, 10 times before feeding me sometimes. And, you know, I obviously am ample chested. And so like my mum was like, hide your chest. My dad was like, don't go at your background. So like straight in your back. You so know? you were just like this? I was like, the whole time. I, who am I listening to? Oh. Um, so yeah, and then um, through my own healing journey, so I've worked with lots of different healers, so breathwork coaches, alignment coaches, um, theta healing coaches, Reiki, and I realised that this is something that I am meant to do. I'm meant to help heal people and then also not just heal them, but help guide them to their soul's purpose, to, to the reason why they're here, you know, the, there is a reason why every single one on this planet is here, not everyone achieves that. You know, the more and more people that I meet who are coaches, they want to get the best out of people. They want to help people with their journey. Most of them have something that they went through or they've been through, you know, they had therapy for whatever reason. Obviously, you've told me a little bit about, you know, you were kind of mocked for being big and stuff. Mm. What happened at uni? Um, so uh, it... It's obviously quite, I, I've dealt with it just so, you know, I don't want any um, mm -hmm. sympathy. Um, I was actually sexually abused at university and it was a stranger and um, I was walking home from a club on my own, obviously after a few drinks. Um, and uh, I think it was really hard. And um, the police told me that it wasn't, I really don't like using the word um, rape, but they said it wasn't rape. And they said, you know, you shouldn't have been walking home alone at night. Um, it, my flat was literally five minutes from the club. You know, it was mm -hmm. like, I'm going to go home. And so for years I had this guilt. Um, I had this guilt that it was my fault. And I spiraled into this black hole um, of just using and abusing people alcohol money it was awful and it wasn't until I guess 26 because that happened when I was 20 um 26 that I actually started looking at healing so I remember going to a therapist um and I was like this is not gonna work went to a hypnotherapist as well and um to be honest it took way longer because then what ends up happening is you've dealt with trauma that big so it's big t trauma right so if you've dealt with something that big you end up compartmentalizing it sticking it into a little box and putting it in the back of your head and that's what I did so after 26 it was like yeah I'm fine I'm fine I really wasn't and I would cry to people after a few drinks or I'd you know I, I got myself into 40,000 pound worth of debt at the time because I literally was like screw it life's you know life's for living I'm just going to do whatever I want to do um you know my parents didn't find out till I was uh, 29 30 I don't think um and my little sister she was like 11 at the time so she was not going to find out for a long time mm. um so yeah it, it was big t trauma but I feel like that's only one part of my journey it doesn't define me I've ha you know had the, the healing as well so I've done theta healing therapy so that's when you kind of work on your real subconscious um and uh yeah I I'm actually in a really good place right now like and that's not my only big t trauma so you know um I had like for example the reflux everyone thinks oh it's just acid reflux Ush. it wasn't just acid reflux like the people who know me know that I'm quite an active person yeah. you know I was really into training um 
keeping myself fit, going to yoga classes, but I started getting this reflux and it was, it. some people get heartburn. I was actually coughing up and vomiting up to eight times a day and then not sleeping at night because that's when the devil really gets you. That's when reflux really gets you. And um, I was waking up in the morning with brain. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was doing. And that's when my business started taking a turn kind of in terms of, I stopped coaching because I didn't have enough to give myself. And at that point I was giving so much to other people that I had to kind of go, I'm really sorry. I'm kind of done with this for now. Mm. Um, That does sound like a nightmare to be honest. And I I feel like it's not just, oh yeah, you're sick and that's it. That, because, you know, I know this is something that you can't really compare, but because I've, I've had morning sickness and that was like, took over my whole life, mm. that whole feeling sick and, and you're literally focused on it the entire time. Mm. So I guess, you know, it gives it a little sense of, of what it was like. It's not, you can't live a normal life when you're no. going through that. I stopped training. I stopped going out. I had to stop eating so many things. The doctors put me on PPI drugs um, for months and actually they made me worse. And it was only until I found a gut expert that I was able to heal, did did my blood test, paid for private blood tests because the doctors wouldn't give me the blood tests I needed um, and find out that it was H. pylori, which is actually, I don't know if you know anything about that. Mm -hmm. So it's actually a bug that resides in pretty much all of us, but something will trigger it in somebody. And I think the stress, the antibiotics I was on, I was hospitalized just before it as well. It all added up and it triggered this bug. And it's a really detrimental bug because it kind of eats away at the lining a little bit as well of your stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it was only until I find out, found out what it was and started treating it, I got better. So it's only really since October, so five months that I've been normal. But even then, my brain took a long time to catch up. So as I was saying to you, as you walked in today, I was like, I'm finally feeling like myself. It's been three, four weeks. That's it. Wow. Yeah. That's really recent. That is really recent, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad. I mean, that's a lot to go through. Um, yeah. And you you are actually on this podcast once talking about your eating disorder, which you haven't even mentioned. That's I a, know. you know, I know, that was another thing, um, which you then had to overcome. Um, so that's, okay, so th- do these kind of experiences, do they then make you want to kind of, I guess, I don't know, like, it, do you feel like your calling is to just help others then? Yeah. And help uh, others heal? 100%. It's to help others heal and others who have been through trauma, um, who maybe are lost in this life a little bit. They know that there's more out there for them, um, but they don't know what that more is. So I'm here to find that more. It's not, actually, let me take that back. It's not up to me to find that more inside them. It's up to them. But I'm here as a guide through spiritual coaching and the soul purpose coaching. Because this whole thing of, you know, your dharma while you're here and your purpose, like I've spoken about this with other friends as well. Mm. And some of them are like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any passion. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just going through life. So it's not as easy as, oh, you know what? I'm really good at this. And I know this It's not that easy to find out what we're doing. And, you know, maybe we're doing something that's not working. And how do we know if it's time to, change track so and what do we change to? yeah so when you're kind of going through life and you're kind of just 
going through the motions of going to work, looking after your kids, having a cup of tea now and then, whatever it is, um, you're living in what is called 3D. So it's our three-dimensional state, right? So what people don't realize is that there's more beyond that. So we need to start thinking about that 5D where we want to live in that. We'd kind of, If we start, I know it sounds crazy, but if you start living in the future a little bit, but also being present. So imagining yourself. So for example, if I, you know, one of my goals is to live on in Bali for a bit, work from there, go to yoga every day, um, build my coaching practice. And, you know, I'm already thinking that's where I am here. But obviously I'm doing this 3D, like I'm washing up, I'm driving, and, but I'm kind of vibrating higher. Um, so that's kind of um, when, when we're living in this whole 3D space, you don't really know what you're about. So, you know, if you feel like there's resistance in your life um, and you feel like there's more out there for you, which I've done since a child by looking at the stars, um, then, you know, there is more for you. You know there's more for you. So, you know, as if life is flowing and you feel good, you're flowing in Kriya. So that's kind of like, you know, everything is working out the way it should be. So say, for example, opportunities are coming to you when they need to be. The job is coming to you and it's easy. That's Kriya. That's you living your purpose. That's you living the reason in that moment because your purpose can change over time. Um, and if it's not and there's resistance, like you're not getting the job, you're feeling depressed, mm. you're feeling down, you're vibrating at a lower scale on or a lower um, uh, hertz scale on the vibrational uh, I guess map um, you know that's karma so everyone thinks karma is bad and it's not all karma is and and it's not like oh you'll get your karma it's nothing like that like it's just been like I guess twisted I would right. say what what karma actually is um, and sorry I said it in an English no, thank you for saying it in the way karma yeah uh, because I say that to my kids and they're like it's karma and I'm like excuse me <laughs> what are you talking about anyway <laughs> yeah so karma basically is um it's it, it's it's a redirection so it's saying right. this isn't right for you we want you to get back on the path so the mm. way um my coach um explains it is imagine you're on this highway mm -hmm. right can, can I go down this route with you for a minute is that all right yeah, imagine you're on this highway and there are all these exits, like you're not, you're on this path of being, you know, a, an insane podcaster, a radio presenter, whatever it is. And there are all these exits, right? And say, for example, you're not earning the money that you want, but oh, there's a job that shows up, mm. right? And all your friends are going down that route and there's multiple exits, right? None of those are your exits, but you take one of those exits, right? There's going to be resistance because what the universe is trying to do is get you back onto the highway of your own soul's mm. purpose. Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. Um, I mean, it's a bit hard to know what exit you're supposed to take, I guess. Um, you meant to listen to the guidance within you. Oh God, that sounds crazy, but you are. Okay, I mean, this, I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here, mm -hmm. right? Because it sounds um, like so obvious, all of this, and you know, this is what we should be doing, definitely. And But then, you know, sometimes it's not sometimes we, we're like okay you know we, I really want to do this I really want to do this and you're trying 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 you know I'm one of those people that I've never got a job in a normal way when I was thought I was supposed to get it I've never gone for a job when I wanted to get it and got the job you know well very rarely has that happened to me it's a real been an uphill struggle for me you know I've been rejected a million times from different things yes I have had some successes and things and I've really kind of tried carved them out myself yeah but how do we know 
that we're supposed to keep going or is that too much if resistance? If it feels right, if it's too, like, if it feels right, then, you know, if it's like, as I said, living in that 5D, if you can see yourself doing that thing, then it's right. It, you just haven't found the right door to open or the right exit to take. That's what it is. If okay. it feels right and you can see yourself doing it mm-hmm. and it's a passion and it brings you joy and you do it from a place of love, like, you know, whatever it is, like I want to be a coach, but I'm doing it because I am a nurturer. I'm not going to go into your archetypes in a minute, but I'm a nurturer at, at, at my, my, my top architect archetype is nurturer then entertainer and then warrior so like I know that this is right for me mm-hmm. and I'm doing it from a place of joy and love but if you're doing it from a place of desperation desperation for money desperation for a job desperation because you're trying to get out of a hole whatever it is then you may get it but you will probably feel lots of different barriers or get lots of different barriers along the way and it'll be redirecting you to actually know think more take some time meditate take some time get out in nature ground yourself feel it in your body how does it feel like does it feel good because sometimes in life like you know like I told you I've had resistance from stuff and it's been quite difficult to get just you know a basic job sometimes you know think something that I really want um and I guess you really want it Rina yeah, I did. did. I did. Okay. And and I basically I, I realized the other day I was thinking to myself, I was thinking that the things that I always wanted, the things that I wanted, the jobs that I wanted, you know, even like, oh, you know, a house or whatever, they've always happened. I've always got those things, but they've been several years later okay. than when I said. And and that's and I'm okay with that because I think that's normal and that's life and yeah. it's you know, you're not going to soul timing, by the way. So that's soul timing. So your soul was meant to get that at that point. You were meant to have that at that point. You weren't meant to have it right now. So we work on this human timing. We work on this 90 year timing. You know, I don't know, some people are going to live longer than that. Mm. But 90 years, we want this house. We want the the husband. We want the kids. You know, I am 42 and not married and single again. Um, I say again, you knew that in December. But um, (laughs) I've been single since December. But like, you know, I have human timing has always said oh us should be married at 30 should have had a kids at 32 she should have been an md or a director of a company at this point in her life you know all this and this is like well actually that's not that's not my path like you know maybe i will meet somebody at 45 you know and maybe i will never have children and and i've got to be okay with that because that is my that is what my soul signed up to before i came here the more and more I think about this kind of thing and I speak to friends about it as well like the the more that we kind of free ourselves from those things and as like South Asian women we've had a lot of that put into us mm-hmm. like this is what you have to do you know these are your milestones boom 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 yeah. you know education get engaged to the right person kids house this that the right car the right job and whatever yeah. but so it's a lot to kind of free yourself from mentally it is. It is. but like, I feel like you know for me and and people that I know like the minute that you then say to yourself oh you know what it doesn't have to be like this whole this drawn out map for every single person how is it going to be like that for every single person there's not that's just not normal that everyone's going to follow the no, exact same path. We're all different. We're all individual, right? Like, just like our gut microbiome is individual, mm. our souls are so individual. Not everyone came here to do the whole, you know, we've been institutionalized. So from the age of like, what, two, we've been in nursery and then school and then college, and then university, then work. You know, we've been institutionalized all of our lives. And then we stay in this institution of work for 30 odd years until we retire. And then we're like, oh my God, I don't know because no one's telling me what to do. So what do I do with my life now? Because I don't know. No. like how many retired people do you know like literally they just go uh maybe i'll just do part-time work 
because you know it, it made me happy but did it make you happy or do you just not know what your soul really wants to do in this life right and so we've been institutionalized so much that when we go out there and be free and start thinking differently um one it's considered weird and two <laughs> and, and two it's just like actually have a think about it is it really what you want do you really want to be institutionalized for the rest of your life i don't it's so true though all of this and and it is why then yeah people some people wither away literally they leave work they're like oh, yeah you're yeah. right you're so you're so right yeah. it's true um so okay just going back to that whole thing of like if you want if there's something that you want to do right and you're working towards it mm -hmm. and you feel like nothing's happening or things are going very slow or you talked earlier about changing track sometimes yeah. when do you think that we should change track like or you know how, how much do we have to push to do something before we're like you know what this is not working change path you will just know so when I had chili tickets, I don't know if you ever talked about that, but when I had chili tickets, which was a ticketing platform, um, I had that for six years. And at the end of the six years, I just knew like this wasn't what I I didn't, there was no passion left in it for me. I didn't love doing it anymore. So at that point I was like, right, this isn't working. When I had the bubbly truck, the same thing happened, right? I did it for a good 10 months and I realized I lost all my freedom. Like it was like I had, I had bought a second car, which had to get MOT'd. I had to get like serviced every year. And I was like, wait a minute, I wanted to be in the bar industry and do events. And now I have a car, like, which is a little truck from Italy. It's ridiculous. And I realized that that wasn't my passion. And I didn't love it. And I felt resistance. Like as much as I loved going to the events, and don't get me wrong, the first six months were epic. I went to some in insane events, did footballers, engagement parties and things like that. And it was amazing. But as time went on, like it, there was this dread of having to get up in the morning, drive to the yard where it was stored, pay every month we were paying for that yard as well, um, pick it up, hook it up. To my, I had to go and actually get my dad's car first because um, he's got a Land Rover and I can't stick it on the back of my little thing. And, um, you know, I, I was like, got my dad's um, car, goes to the place, pick it up, hook it on. And hooking it on was sometimes a nightmare. Like I'm not a horsey person, so I've never had to like, <laughs> have this like big thing like attached to the back of my car right driving a trailer like oh my god okay by the way I'm an epic trailer reverser now just saying I can reverse a trailer I'm, I'm sure it's harder in real life than you know like I only have experience from building lego sets so okay. I'm sure it's much harder <laughs> in real life so yeah so like and then I realized it wasn't my passion so I had to try and sell it right but I wasn't in alignment of selling it either so it took me about four months to get in alignment of selling it because it just wasn't coming and I was like what's going on but it's my soul wasn't in the right place and until it got into the right place I was like right I had three offers in two days I was like mm -hmm. I had no offers before and now I had three offers in two days anyway it's in the Isle of Wight now and the same with the, the um uh personal training fitness stuff it was like the resistance was I just had no energy for it so if you lost the passion you have no energy for it you know it's time to redirect somewhere else. Mm. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And, and I, you know, because I've changed track in life as well and, and even the things that I'm doing now, because I'm doing a few different things. So this is good for me to know yeah. as well because it's things that I do. On that note, about. shall we talk about your archetype? Yes. Yeah, so you got me to do this quiz, didn't you? So just explain what it is I actually yeah. did. 
So you did the Dharma, uh, sorry, Dharma Archetype quiz. And so what that is, is a quiz that kind of, um, I hate using the word pigeonholes, but a quiz that directs you into what your main Dharma is. So the Dharma is obviously your soul's purpose. And it kind of guides you into like, you know, there are nine of them. Um, I'm a nurturer, warrior and entertainer. Your number one was entertainer, right? Yeah. And how like are you living your Dharma right now? You're living your Dharma. You're an entertainer. You podcast. You radio show. You know, you are living proof that someone who is living their Dharma right now. I love it. Yeah, yeah so it was, it was, it, was uh, yeah. it was funny like answering those questions. And what the questions were things like um so there were like, there were like multiple choice questions, yeah. like you know, things like what do you enjoy doing? Like do you enjoy like I don't know, like helping people, like are you do you enjoy cracking jokes all the time or whatever? Activism. Like yeah, 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 exactly. So a range of different yeah. things. And 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 yes, I you know, I did obviously like tick the ones that were entertainer it makes me feel like entertainer makes me feel like you know some kind of clown or something no, no, no. And, and it doesn't mean that is that you could be entertaining in a very sh- small group circle of friends right or your children it's just that you have a passion for showing up in that way um so it doesn't necessarily mean you're a joke or you have to go to hollywood or you have to become a a-list you know celebrity mm. it's just that you have your own way of bringing your service to the world is to entertain in a way and you are doing that by doing what you're doing. And I think you're absolutely living your dharma. I can't remember what your second archetype was. Um, so I wrote it down here. So the second one was uh, the artist. Okay, I see that in you. Which is also interesting. Yeah, yeah, because most entertainers are artists in some way, right? You could, whether it's, it doesn't necessarily mean art, paint, draw, you know, that kind of stuff, but it is, you are using your voice as art. Yeah. So. And I mean, one thing that I really identified with, well, all of it, but, the, but particularly what stood out was, um, entertainers usually have a deeply spiritual side because they're so fascinated by the human character their understanding goes deeper than the superficial wanting to know why humans behave the way that they do leads them to the seat of the soul um so and and I really identify with that because I guess like for me like I just I want to tell stories really and I want to tell stories that make people feel something Mm -hmm. and make people feel that they're not alone And and I've wanted to do that for a long time even when I was um when I was I don't know, like eight years old or whatever. I had notebooks, like so many notebooks, and I used to start a new novel every week. Oh wow! I and honestly, and then me and my sister. Are you used published to, author? No, <laughs> no not you yet. Might, you might want to go yet. back to that one. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know why my parents never thought. Oh, you know what? Let's not push her to be an accountant. You know, she likes this kind of yeah. thing. They probably thought, oh, you know, we're kids having fun and whatever. Yeah. And and you know, as we know, parents don't always get it right. You know, I'm a parent myself. Yeah. I don't always get it right. Yeah. But yeah, go on. Let me ask you a question. When you were a child yeah we flipped roles um when you were a child like what were you like what were you, what were you like in your daily life like, what did you used to enjoy doing obviously writing novels anything else um I don't know like I just I remember that me and my one of my sisters used to do like this radio shows with like a little you know those kind of like boombox things that you just press record and then we just used to make up radio shows and yeah. stuff so that was one of our things that oh, we wow. used to do um yeah I was just yeah that kind of a kid just wanted yeah. to quite creative I would say used yeah. to play the violin nice. um used to like dancing and yeah all those things there you go you're living proof that your soul never forgot what you came to this planet to do like they say um that kids up to the age of five they remember so much about their past lives or their soul they know what they're here for they start asking questions Mm -hmm. and we as institutionalized adults start dumbing down those children by going no this is how you do life this is what you do you're going to go to school you're going to do this right it's not right for all children right yeah and um 
So, you know, and at five, they start forgetting. They start forgetting what they were here to do and they become like us, right? But you as a child didn't forget and you as an adult have continued that. Whether you know it or not, consciously, you have been an entertainer all your life. Like this, this, this quiz isn't wrong, right? Mm. No, it's true. It's true. And I've tried to kind of do other things like, you know, oh, I want to go into finance. I want to be an accountant because, you know, I've heard that it's really good and it's like, I'll be rich and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The best it. And that's, you know, my dad was like, oh, you need a stable profession, this, yeah. that. And I understand because, you know, I would have, you know, maybe like a six bedroom house or whatever, like some of his accountant friends, but I was really rubbish at it and I didn't enjoy it. And yeah. Yeah. So our parents, Therma, is very different to ours. So they've given us the space um, by creating good foundations, by getting those jobs. You know, my dad's an engineer. Um, my mum did do a bit of accountancy. Um, you know, they've put us through college and their dharma was to create a safe space for us to grow. Like whether they know it or not, like it, it, they yeah. created this foundation where they could, they never live, they can't, so they, so, so for example, my mum probably couldn't be a dharma coach, right? Because that wasn't, what she had to do, she had to create a life for her children. Her purpose were her children, if I'm honest with you. Um, and they've done that in a, in a beautiful way, right? But that's enabled us, people like us, of the, what we're, what are we, Gen, what are we? Are, are we a bit older than millennials? Yeah, I we're I just, I'm just going to pretend that we're millennials because yeah, we're not that far I, we're not, off. We're not Gen Z because Gen Z is we're not 63 Gen to... Gen Z is not us. Gen no, Z no, but is, it, it is technically me. Uh, 63 <laughs> to 80 is Gen Z. And I'm like, 63 to no, 80? No, no, no. Gen Z is what is, is the young no, that's kids alpha, now. alpha. Gen A. That's Gen Alpha. Oh. Gen Z is back then, I'm sure. No, 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 no. there's millennials which I'm pretending that I am, but I really am not. And then there's Gen Z. And now there's another, the, the young, the actual kids. Oh, okay, I'm going to have to So we're it. something else. Because it was baby boomers before that. And I definitely don't. No, don't no, 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 baby no, boomers. <laughs> anyway, I forgot what we were talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot what we were talking about as well. Um, but I'm happy that I you know that I, I did that quiz and it and I was I was like okay maybe I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing and all this kind of stuff I mean my I have my own personal beliefs about why we're here which is okay. my own kind of personal religion and it, it I guess it ties in with this and it's it's you know I've, I've been able to vocalize it recently you know to the point where I could talk to my husband and my kids about it that I think that we're here to do three things basically okay. which is to love to learn and serve yep and and that's it. Agree. Literally. I would say to love and serve. We're not necessarily here to learn. We know what we're doing. Love and serve. Not to, I think learn as well. I don't know. That's what I feel. I feel like as, you know, to grow as people. Yeah. To learn, to take in things. And, I, you know, and, and I don't think you're too old to ever do that. But okay. I agree with you. I do agree with you. Love and serve, definitely. Learn. We kind of know what we're doing anyway. <laughs> learn education on the planet, you know. Um, I get, Yeah. But as souls, we know what we're doing. Mm. The The funny thing is, it's like a lot of people I feel that like are quite lost. And like you said, maybe it's part of like it's institu institu institutionalism. <laughs> and I can't even talk. Um, or, or maybe just not finding it yet. I don't know. There are a lot of lost people because they don't know what they're here to do. They haven't tried to figure out their passion. They haven't spent time... Um, inside themselves we spend so much time being entertained by 
TV, Netflix, cinema, going roller skating, you know, we're, we're doing all these like, we're keeping our brains so busy that we don't ever have time to zen out and do the yoga practice and do the meditation practice. And if people are numbing themselves with, I guess, substances, even alcohol, right? Alcohol is technically a drug. Um, you know, whatever substances, Coca-Cola sitting on the sofa and just not looking after themselves um, mentally or physically, then they're never gonna, um, unless they change something, they're never gonna be able to get on that path to kind of finding the purpose that they were born for. Yeah, whereas other people like Greta Thurum, is that Thurumberg? Thumberg. 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 <clears throat> so Greta knew her purpose from the age of zero, pretty much. She knew that she was on this planet to have an effect on climate, right? And look at what she's doing. Steve I Jobs know. as well. I, I do I do feel like, oh, wow, you know, I'm, I'm, I wish I'd known my purpose. Uh, I mean, I did know my purpose earlier, but I wish I'd kind of done something about it or stuck to it or been more kind of focused earlier but then again it's you know we can't beat ourselves up about these things because as we're saying not everyone's life follows a certain path you know what I love about you is well, one of the things I love about you is that the fact that you've you know you've just kind of jumped in and done certain things and the fact that okay maybe that hasn't worked you know I'm sure you've learned from every single situation yeah, yeah. but I, you know otherwise it's like there's so many people who oh one day I want to do this one day I want to do that and and they don't no, they whereas don't. you've done the things i've done it but that's because i'm a manifesting generator we're going back to that one again so that is because um and my profile is a one three so i'm an investigator as a that's how i see myself is as an investigator other people around me like what you've just said oh, excuse me um is that i jump in and that's my um the term is martyr, but it doesn't technically mean you're a martyr. Mm -hmm. What you're doing is you're just jumping straight in and you're going to do a trial and error because you want to investigate it in that way. And so that's what I do. And, you know, my career path has been so squiggly. Like, um, it's insane. Like, if you look down the whole career path, the only th only red thread connecting everything has been people. People, that's it. Mm. Yeah. I've done everything to serve people. Even my um, corporate role, I'm a client success manager. So I look after clients, look after people. Mm. So that's the red thread that's connected every single thing I've done. Make them happy or yeah. serve them. So how do you help people to find their purpose then in this new role of yours? Yeah, so um, we do a number of things. I say we, will we? Uh, I do a number of things. So, you know, we start with like grounding practices. There's a lot, that, you know, I will take clients through a meditation um, if they need it. Most people do, whether it's breath work. So if they're not open to meditation, then we'll do something like breath work. We ground them into their bodies. So we do a lot of somatic healing. Um, so that is... What is that word? Because I, I came across that recently. I was like, I don't know what this is. It's it's basically embodiment. So it's basically being in the body, feeling your feels from where the... So if I said to you, um, how much do you love your husband, right? And I say, where do you feel it when I talk to you about your husband? Where do you feel it? Um... I don't know. <laughs> All right, shut your eyes. You know what? I hope you're like, listening. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but most people go, I feel it from my heart or I feel mm. it from my stomach or I feel it, you know, it, you can feel the love like oozing out or whatever it is, right? Mm. And and that is somatics. That is like getting into your body, feeling the feels, moving. We hold so much trauma and like stuff in our hips. Just like I remember doing a hip opening yoga practice and at the end of it, I was crying and I was like, why am I crying? I have no idea. Um, but it's because we hold trauma there, especially as women, right? So 
where the womb area is, all that kind of stuff. So somatic is just about getting in the body and out of the brain a little bit. So I did a somatic dance um, with a group a couple of weeks ago, actually, at this uh, yoga retreat. And they invited me to come and do a chat about, you know, this uh, soul purpose. And they said, can you do something fun? And I was like, all right, I'm going to do a somatic healing dancing. And it was just amazing. And honestly, the way I, it's kind of meditative movement. When the ladies came out of it, they were just like, oh my God, that was amazing. Like, it was insane. Yeah. That sounds so cool. Um, okay, so you do, so meditation, um, breath work. So yeah. what, so what so else? How do you guide into, people? So, so we'll guide people by, first of all, asking, you know, questions like, you know, what do, you, what do they really want to do? So if money was no issue, mm. um, they could do anything they wanted to do. What, it, what, what would they love to do? If they can't answer that, it's, what's your passion, right? Um, what is your passion? Think about that. What do you enjoy doing? Because not you're lucky you enjoy your work not a lot of people enjoy their work they do it for the money yeah right they do it to survive they do it for that maslow's hierarchy baseline right um so you're trying to survive in this world but actually what we want to do is thrive so what would you do if money was no issue because and what brings that joy to you so whether it's working with children you know if that brings you joy you know that's your path and then we'll look at different things like um so just it is life coaching but there's a spiritual aspect to it so we'll go deeper so as I said we'll take that body uh, somatics we'll do meditation we'll do breath work we'll do kind of dream mapping of your goals in this life mm-hmm. um and I'm not there to ever go this is what you're going to do with your life, Rena. Um, I'm there to go, okay, let me guide mm-hmm. you. Let me ask you the right questions. Because actually, you know, within you, your subconscious knows exactly what you're meant to be doing. So you might not know, but your body knows. Mm. Your soul knows. So it's just you, you're helping people to get to that point yeah. where they realise. Yeah. And so we use things like, you know, the Dharma Blueprint, um, there's the Dharma Coaching Spiral, um, which is very similar, but has more levels than um, the Hawkins Hertz Vibrational Scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a really good book, actually, if you want to read it. It's called Quantum Vibes by Suzanne Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives you tips on how to vibe higher. And what that does, your vibrational scale, there's like, we're all energy, right? So your vibrational scale will vibe higher if you're like looking at things like from love from joy from peace and way lower from like shame guilt remember my story I told you about what happened to me at university I was vibrating from shame and guilt because I was told it was my fault I was vibrating very low that meant I went out and I started spending all this money using and abusing people um you know using and abusing my own body um I, I went through depression I got you know food I abused it it was very low vibrational states I got fat I got to 108 kilos right size 24 after that and it wasn't until I started like forgiving myself being more empathetic to myself I start vibrating a little bit higher and then I'm like okay I can see a bit of light here so then I'm vibrating a little bit higher and then I'm like working and I feel like most and and obviously you can't be 100% lovely all the time or, or working from love or joyful you know and I get that so like it's you're just kind of moving between the scale but you want to stay at the top of the scale rather than the bottom of the scale because when you start vibrating at this point you're actually vibrating on the same level as kind of getting out there enlightenment to the universe type thing wow Yeah, I I will read the book. It is quite mind blowing. You know what I wanted to say though, um, when I was looking at all this, and I did think, you know, I do want to ask you that 
so okay so you do this work with people and you say to them um you what do you want to do what what are you passionate about but then the whole thing that you said about you need to survive in this world yeah. right some people have got kids mortgage this yeah. that whatever they've got to put food on the table they've got to go to work maybe they don't want to be stacking shelves in tesco's doing night shift but they are so how then are they supposed to realize these things yeah so we need to obviously live in 3d and we need to be able to get our baseline sorted so things on your baseline is obviously a roof over your head Mm. food on the table and a healthy body right so actually that's really important a healthy body is important for vibrating higher and living your purpose and at that point you know yes I get 25 hours of the day you know just saying um you might be like really like running around headless chicken type thing but you've got to find that 20 minutes a day or 10 minutes a day to just ground yourself and grounding yourself could be going for a walk in nature it could be actually stepping on the grass with bare feet Mm -hmm. it could be laying in shavasana and imagining there are roots coming out your body into the earth right ground yourself with the earth that's your first place you want to get to spend some time on your own and journal um so journal about how your day is even if it's shit um journal about it right and then write how maybe you would have liked your day to have gone and then find three things you're grateful for that day it's so important to like vibrate from gratitude and um yeah gratitude is an attitude baby um (laughs) so yeah so vibrate from gratitude like find things even if they're small like I really enjoyed that cup of tea I had this morning when I had five minutes of peace and quiet right that small it could be or it could be oh my god my best friend just bought me a bunch of flowers out of the blue I'm so grateful for her it could be anything right or you know one of my things was oh my god I finally booked that flight to Bali you know it it made me feel really good I mean my bank didn't feel good but I felt good Mm -hmm. and you know so it's find three tiny things to be grateful for we've all got something to be grateful for whether it's Mm -hmm. the roof over our head you know the baked bean sandwich we're eating I mean that sounds disgusting but um (laughs) (laughs) fish finger sandwich is what I should have said um But yeah, so, you know, whatever it is, find a little bit of gratitude in your day Mm -hmm. and it can only get better from there. The other nice thing I like doing is um, just card pulls. Like, you know, we talked about angel cards and like there's yogic path cards and stuff like that. And they're not tarot. All it is is kind of um, positive reinforcement for your day. You can do Mm -hmm. a week or you can do a day. Um, I pull them every week for my group as well. Like just do my, yeah, fun. It's fun and it just puts a positive spin on your day at the beginning of the day so Ush, if people want to find out more about what you're doing uh dharma and life coaching where can they find out a bit more and and maybe you know yeah. just use your guidance yeah so it's really simple it's unlimited urvashi um i know it's been push with us for years so if you actually just uh, push a uh, uh, search for push with Ush on all the platforms you'll probably come across me but it's unlimited urvashi on instagram and facebook i'm not on twitter um it's just not my jam but um and the website isn't coming yet so you can just dm me we can have a chat Mm. i am doing free consultation calls at the moment as well so and they're quite in depth right so i want to find out why what's going on with you and what you want changing so i'm doing free kind of 45 minute consultation calls and you can just there's a link in my bio on instagram Mm -hmm amazing um well thank you so much i love your name by the way that your actual name urvashi because when i realized that was your name i was like oh my god 
<laughs> what I, do you I, think I, it was? I don't know, like Ushma or something? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. a lot of people think it's Usha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but Urvashi is yeah. like, it's a song. Yeah, should I just tell you about the name quickly? Go on. So Urvashi um, was an Apsara. She was a celestial maiden, which is basically a heavenly goddess. See, now I love it even more. You can't get better than that. <laughs> um, well, make sure you do follow Ush then and also follow me. Make sure you're following me at Rena D. Annabelle on Instagram. And uh, there's a Mummy Imperfect Facebook page or you can follow at Sisterhood of Mummy Imperfect. Make sure that you do subscribe to the podcast. Please share it also. And I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. That's all for now. Peace out, Bene. Bye.